Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello, hello. It's Dan Day on a Huckman Hump Day. You know what we do on Wednesdays. We help you get over the hump by playing a segment from the Hawkman and Crowder show. We're going to get to that in just a little while. Also got some Joe Rose's interview with Mr. Heatbeat, Ira Winderman. Yes, Miami will tip off their season in just a little while tonight against my most hated team in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies. Also some other breaking news. We'll get to that once again in just a few minutes. Plus, Mr. Miami... Dan Lebetard, he and his crew will also check in with us. Of course, I am very excited about the NBA season, so you know where I'm going to be tonight once I get off the radio. But right now, I'm getting into some headlines. The Heat open their season tonight against Memphis, just announced. Jimmy Butler will not play due to personal reasons. Tip is at 7.30 here in MIA. Manny Diaz has not named a starting quarterback for the Canes game versus Pitt on Saturday. Kickoff is at noon. The Nats defeated the Astros in Game 1 of the World Series last night 5-4. Game 2 is tonight at 8. The Panthers defeated the Penguins last night 4-2. They play the Flames tomorrow in Calgary at 9. With Tuesday's NFL trade deadline looming, the Dolphins look to possibly make moves. They play Monday against Pittsburgh at 8.15. Big day in soccer. The MLS playoffs continue tonight with NYCFC playing Toronto and Seattle taking on Salt Lake City. While in Champions League, Chelsea defeated IHOX 1-0. Christian Pulisic assisted on the goal. Also, FC Barcelona downed Slavia Prague 2-1. Liverpool destroyed Gink 4-1. And Inter Milan blanked Dortmund 2-0. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. A mother of five in Ohio was recently sentenced to 11 years in prison for selling meth. Her defense? She was selling drugs to put her children through college. Mother of the year? Our hot mess of the day. (sighs) California police have arrested a man dressed in a stolen Santa suit for public drunkenness. After being detained, the man apologized for wearing a Santa suit in October. Well, at least he has his priorities straight. Now on the weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for not really cloudy skies and temperatures around 85. Join us for Breeders' Cup weekend at Champions at Hylia Park, Miami's most beautiful simulcasting center. Watch and wager in air-conditioned comfort at the original Champions, Champions at Hialeah Park. As mentioned, Miami big game tonight, opening the season, Triple A, 7.30 tip. Jimmy Butler will not be in the house. Still very excited about that. So I'm excited to hear from the Joe Rose Show earlier today, getting you ready for that heat matchup with Ira slash Heat Beat Winderman. What did they talk about? A lot of hero. Trade Dion Waiters, James Johnson. Riley's next move. 
what Jimmy Butler wants. Apparently, he doesn't want it enough tonight because he's not going to be playing for personal reasons. And the Lakers, they just need more. Hey, let's get into the heat opener tonight uh, with Memphis finally going to start up. The big question, Deion Waiter's out. We're going to see a lot of Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn, would you guess? I think at least a lot of Tyler Hero. Everyone is still sort of playing around. What is Eric Spolster going to do with Deion Waiter's minute? He did start uh, Duncan Robinson four times in the preseason, and I could possibly see him going in that direction, sort of if you guys remember the old Luke Babbitt role, where you play the first four, five, six minutes of each half, and then you get into your normal rotation. I am curious if Eric Spolster wants to sort of gift a starting role to a 19-year-old and sort of, you know, hey, mom, I made it kind of deal, or let Tyler grow into the role. So this is sort of complicated things a little bit for Eric. I think he's more comfortable with his rotation after the starting lineup than necessarily what he's going to do without Dion Waiters and sort of that cloud of both Dion Waiters and James Johnson on opening night. I hate to take away from the opener because I, I really feel like I'm being a downer before we get to what should be a lot of fun this year with and, all and the you new know players. What, no, and, I, I want, and I want to interrupt for a second because i got to tell you, you know you're not alone. And here's the other person who is and is trying to make a point very subtly about that, and that's Pat Riley, who I don't want to say is fuming, but is inc- increasingly upset that so much coverage on his re-emerging team has focused on the last three weeks on two guys who failed to meet the team's requirements when he feels so many other guys have stepped forward. Right. So, Joe, you're not, you're not wrong in that. Pat is upset. I know he's trying to sort of get guys to, to back off that a little. And yet, Joe, you know how this world works. A good, juicy story sort of trumps even the sports part of the equation, and that's where Deion Waiters and James Johnson have left the heat, and Pat's not happy about that at all. I have a first team that calls with an offer for Deion or James, they're gone, right? Oh, no one has to call. They are calling. No one has to call No, I'm call saying the first in. team that budges, because I know that Dion is basically from reports that you hear from just about anyone that's been on the trading block for over a year now. Anyone that wants him can have him, but I'm saying right now, it, Pat calls 29 other teams. First team to call back and says, we'll offer. Before you even hear what it is, Pat goes, yes. Yeah, and that's the thing. is, So you look at who else has a bad contract? Who else has something that's not working out? Like, I'm looking at Cleveland, and, and Brandon Knight is miscast on a team that has two young guards, but he just has one year left on a similar deal. The Charlotte is desperate for scoring. They have Bismack Biombo and Marvin Williams, but again, they just have one year left. Dion has two. Georgie Dang and the Timberwolves has this terrible contract that they tried to pawn off on the Heat last year in the Jimmy Butler trade for Josh Richardson with like $18 million left over each of the next two years. I'm curious if the Heat's desperation reaches the point where they just take on another guy just to get rid of their guy. So there are deals out there. It's just that there are bad deals out there. And remember also, the Heat are hard cap. They basically can't take in a single dollar more in than they trade back. So they're in two bad spots. They have two contracts they'd like to get rid of, but they're also very limited in how they can do it. But you guys know. You guys can say all you want, out of sight, out of mind. Dion's not on the bench. James Johnson's not on the bench tonight. They're out of mind. No, they're not. Because there could come a point tonight in the game where you say to yourself, you know what, we could have used one of those guys. The Heat are sort of in a pickle with that, and it's a shame because there really are five, six, seven really fascinating stories going into tonight's season opener. Well, so just to follow up, we were talking 
did this maybe happen where Deion Waiters, after the social media stupid move that he made, putting that stuff out, is there a chance he apologized to everybody and he's back? Oh, Joe, it's the exact opposite. Because last night I went to the Panthers game, I come home and I think life is good, and I get a text and, they, and someone said to me, did you see this? And it was tacked on to an Instagram post about uh, Jimmy Butler wearing Tyler Hero's jersey, number 14, in practice. And Deion Waiters commented on this post. And again, I'm going to use his exact wording. It's about how Dion's not willing to play as a reserve. Quote, it's not my ego. I'll play whatever role. It has nothing to do with basketball. I seen the writing on the wall. Well, if that's still the attitude after all of this, and and point number two, if he's still posting on social media... It just shows you it hasn't gone away. And so here's my point. And again, I know people, it sounds like I'm harping on this. I'm not. Every day I've tried to write an upbeat heat feature going into the season, including if you pick up today's special preview section in the Sunset on Jimmy Butler and heat culture and all that. But Pat Riley spoke to us and he said, look, the things I hate include people talking outside of our camp. This is not a case of a, a microphone picking up Sam Darnold complaining about something. This is a guy on his own going forward with. So my question is this. Dion's suspension is supposed to end tomorrow. One game and he's back with the team. But the suspension was issued before the social media. Before he said his coach has never won without LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. Before when someone said you know, before someone said that he, Tyler Hero was better and he goes LOL. So what does Pat Riley do now? And I think it might be similar to what we saw with James Johnson during training camp. Look, you'll get your salary. You can use our facilities. But you're going to be out of sight and out of mind. You're not going to be in our practice. You're not going to travel with us this weekend to Milwaukee and Minnesota. But again, it's not going away. Yes, he did delete the post after last night. But like we tell all our kids, heck, we even tell ourselves, think twice before you post anything. Yeah. Before you push send. Except right. the guy's 27, a little different deal. Yeah. Hey, uh, so so getting back, Jimmy Butler, uh, the good yeah. part of tonight that we should be talking about, you're right. Does he take over offensively? He's been a real good, make sure everybody gets involved in the offense. Does he look to be a little bit more offensive-minded now that oh, this baby absolutely. counts? Absolutely. Okay. He, he wanted everyone to feel comfortable in camp. He wanted to sort of save himself for the moment. Now, look, the Grizzlies are not a very good team, so it might not take your A game to beat them tonight. But Jimmy Butler knows what it is. This is what he's been waiting for. He's not the backup to Derrick Rose. He's not the backup to Carl Anthony Towns. He's not the number three guy to Simmons and Embiid. He wanted the canvas for himself. We have seen some great opening night performances by Heat players when they arrive. I think that's what Jimmy wants. Now, it might not be 40 points. It might not be 30. But I think it'll be filling the box score and having enough signature moments that will let the Heat fans know he's arrived. Because remember, Joe, this team really struggled at home last season. So they need to go out there. Even though it's just the Grizzlies, they need to go out and make a statement. Ira, who are your five starters and first three off the bench in the rotation to start? Well, I, I, if, if you're asking me who I think Eric Spolster goes with, yes. I would think it would be something like Myers Leonard, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, and Justice, Justice Winslow. I would probably start Kendrick Nunn because I think that kid has the it factor. I think he's a bulldog. And I think a bulldog for the Heat makes sense also. So I could see going in that direction. Derek Jones Jr. is another option. Coming off the bench, obviously, if the guys I didn't mention, you know that Goran Dragic is going to get respect off the bench. 
the same respect that Deion Waiters would have gotten if he kept his mouth closed. So I think the top two off the bench start with Dragic, start with uh, Derek Jones Jr., and then probably whoever doesn't start in there, probably Kelly Olynyk is the third guy. Still limited minutes because of the knee injury, but ready to go. So that's probably my top eight. But I certainly, and Tyler Hero, if he doesn't right, start. I was about to say, you didn't mention Hero. You didn't mention yeah. him. You scare me a little bit right. because they're going to no, be a big disappointment. I, just, I, just think, yeah. I think two things. Eric Spolster doesn't want to gift him anything. He wants him to earn it. He did Number earn two, it. His, his, yeah, but his defense is not even close. And so think of all the great shooters that he'd have had in recent years, really going back to Jason Capono and James Jones and Wayne Ellington. Eric Spolstra hasn't played those guys' rotation minutes right. unless they can also defend. So I think he works Tyler in. But you know what? Tyler's the kind of guy who's going to come off the bench, he's going to hit three three-pointers right away, and Eric's going to have no choice but to play him. By the way, the crowd has been teased. The NBA oh, fans, yeah. Heat fans have seen it. You're, I'm watching his show. They got him as Rookie of the Year. They yeah, asked I all mean, those guys Barclay. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, if Charles Barkley's picking his Rookie of the Year, at least you know that it's out there and there's sort of that kind of pressure. And remember, Memphis is coming in with John Morant right now also, and with Zion Williamson going to miss at least a quarter of the season and who knows how much more, I think the Rookie of the Year race that everyone had as unanimous might not be unanimous because if a guy only plays 50 games, then I think you have to look at the rest of the field. I think the kid you're going to see tonight for the Grizzlies, John Morant has a chance to at least compete, if not win Rookie of the Year. And let's face it, when you're a team like the Grizzlies that are going nowhere in that Western Conference. You try to feature your individual new faces. So I think John Morant will get all the shots he wants tonight in the opener and throughout the season for Memphis. Hey, by the way, let's get away. That L.A. thing last night was one of the craziest things starting with who was it a home game for? I didn't realize it was a Clippers home game. It was full of Laker fans. Kawhi Leonard's getting booed the whole time, and I'm thinking... It was crazy, and then he goes out and goes, I just want to remind you two guys how great you are. I'm the best player in this game, and I got a better bench than you do. This is going to happen a lot. What did you think about last night, the whole thing? Well, I'll tell you about one thing, and it was pointed out by ESPN's Bobby Marks on Twitter, and I thought it was a great comment. Remember on that Friday night when Kawhi was deciding, and it was basically down to the Raptors, the Lakers, and the Clippers? Could you imagine if Kawhi picked the Lakers? In other words, can you oh. imagine? They already have AD, and they already have LeBron and have him. Then instead of you guys talking, and I heard you guys with Eric Reed yesterday, how evenly balanced the league is, you would have had your super team and it would have been no contest. It would have been Lakers championship in a sweep in the finals. Now it's a little different. The one thing we overlooked last night, I know it was mentioned, is that Paul George hasn't even played for the Clippers yet. So you throw Paul George into that equation also, and we're going to be up with a lot of late nights this year. The NBA has tried to move, except for last night, the second game of their double headers to 10 p.m. so people can watch more of the games. But let's face it, this season right now sure looks like, after one game, that the center of the universe is going to be Staples, and it's going to be the Clippers and the Lakers as the focal points of this league, and you inject Paul George back in there, and you see the Lakers getting one more player at the buyout deadline, whether it's an Andre Iguodala or someone else from another team who wants his way out, it sure looks like the concentration of the power is those two teams. Yeah, very interesting what's going on in L.A. Who's coming out of the East before we let you go? Well, one, I was very impressed with Toronto, just the, 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 the gum they showed last night losing Kawhi to put that kind of game together. I still think, and everyone's saying the same, Milwaukee and Philadelphia. I need to see the guys in Philadelphia in the chemistry. And like Joel Embiid said, with Jimmy Butler gone, 
who takes the last shot on that team. When I see if they have a closer, whether it's Tobias Harris, whether it's Joel Embiid, whether it's our buddy Josh Richardson, I'll have a lot more confidence. Until then, Giannis Antetokounmpo is by far the best player in his conference, if not in the league right now. Good way to finish it up, man. I know we probably spent a little bit too much time. I can hear the heat right now. I can hear him going, really? Oh, sure. You friggin' guys couldn't leave the Dion Waiters thing alone. It's, it's our opener for But the fans aren't going to the game tonight going, hey, what are we going to do with Dion? They're going, man, we're excited about this lineup, watching those young kids play with Jimmy Butler and the improvement and the opener, and I'm guilty. So, Pat, you have a right. You have a right to be a little pissed off at Ira this morning. Right. There's no, yeah, there's no question. Remember, Ira. Let, let me go post my next Dion Waiters story, and we'll talk again next week, guys. Thanks, right, guys. Right. See you in a little while. <laughs> Hopefully the story tonight is that Tyler Hero goes off, especially since we just got the very, very recent news that Jimmy Butler will not play against Memphis at the AAA when they tip off at 7.30 in about an hour from now. Oh, man, that is absolutely just kind of crazy. Nonetheless, pulling the heat through, that's what we are going to do. Of course, you can download the Joe Rose podcast and the podcast for this show or any of the shows on this radio station, wherever you get your podcast for free, the radio.com app, or you can simply go to our website, wqam.com. It is a Hawkman hump day getting you over the hump in just a little while with a segment from the Hawkman and Crowder show. But next, the Dan Lebitard team looking into Tom Brady's future. Could the Big Apple be a part of it? We'll see on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day. Please give me a follow on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Happy 60th birthday to my man, Weird Al Yankovic, truly a national treasure. Just heat it, heat it. Heat it. That's right. The Heat, a Miami treasure. Jimmy Butler, not a Miami treasure yet because he's not playing tonight. Just got the news. For personal reasons, he will be sitting out the season opener for the Heat when they play the Grizzlies in just about an hour from now at the Triple A. Oh, man. Okay, Tyler Hero, let's go off. That's about all I have to say. More important than that, though. It's Hawkman Hump Day, so in just a little while, we're going to be hearing from the Hawkman and Crowder Show and maybe their executive producer, Alejandro Solana, will stop by and grace us with his presence before he heads out to the game. Maybe he can play in the place of Jimmy Butler. If he does, I am putting all my money on Memphis. Now, some people are looking into the future of Tom Brady, and they're saying his future could lie with two of the teams in New York City instead of the one team in New England. Those people who are saying that are the Dan Lebitard Show. Adam Schefter on Monday Night Countdown was not reporting anything. He was giving a theory that he has based on some factual information. And I happen to think it's a a very good theory by Adam Schefter. But again, it's important to let the audience know he's not reporting this. That is what Adam Schefter does, okay? He is a journalist. He is a reporter. He breaks NFL news. This is not breaking NFL news. This is Adam Schefter going a little bit outside of what he normally does. Research-based speculation. Yes, uh, yes, 100%. And it's a great theory. Go ahead. Would you say he's reading the tea leaves? Uh, I would say that he is, indeed, reading the tea leaves. He's doing what I would do. 
and I am proud of him for doing it. Here's Adam Schefter on Tom Brady on Monday Night Countdown. When we talk about Tom and his future, let's look at some simple things. Has he put his home for sale? Yeah, but... uh, Hold on, Steve. (laughs) Has he put his home for sale? Yes. Has his trainer put his home for sale? Yes. Has he set up his contract to void after the season to become a free agent? Yes. So if he's selling his home and his trainer's selling his home and he's voiding his contract, what does that tell you? So that is Adam Schefter. He is telling you Brady's house for sale. Guerrero's house for sale. Contract has the option to void out of it at the end of the year. Could they not be moving into one house together, a larger house in New England? Ah, Schefter and Guerrero. I mean, no. I'm sorry, Brady and Guerrero. Or Schefter, too. Maybe, yeah, maybe Schefter. That's a yeah. better story. Maybe Schefter That's and Guerrero moving in together. How about that? Okay. All right. So we have Brady and Guerrero in a compound. Is that what we're doing now? Okay. And still playing in New England? I don't know. Okay. Tom Brady responded to this news. He was asked about it on his weekly radio show on WEEI in Boston. Here was Brady's response. Yeah, yeah no, I think that's the great part for me is um, I don't know. And I think that's been a unique situation that you know I've been in because I think when you commit to a team for a certain amount of years, you kind of feel like your responsibility is to always fulfill the contract. You know, for me, I'm just it's been good because I'm just taking it day by day and I'm enjoying what I have. And I don't know what the future holds. And the great part is, you know, for me, football at this point is all borrowed time. I, mean, I never expected to play 20 years, and I'm playing on a great team. And, you know, it's just been an incredible 20 years of my life. And to play for Mr. Kraft and Jonathan and the Kraft family and for Coach Belichick and to have so much success, a dream come true. You know, one day I'll wake up and I feel like, okay, that's, that'll be enough. And when that day comes, that day comes. And I don't know if it'll be at the, after this year. You know, I don't know if it'll be five years from now. But I don't have to determine those things right now either. So that's kind of a good part where I'm at. You know what I didn't hear there? A denial. Correct. Which is interesting. Uh, put it on the poll, by the way, at Levitard Show on Twitter. Are Brady and Guerrero moving in together? There, there are one of three options. He stays in New England, he retires, or he goes somewhere else. Those are the only three options, it, right? It, it, Option it, number three being the most interesting. But hold on. By I'm, far the most interesting if he goes somewhere else. Because I do believe there's a part of Tom Brady that would like to go somewhere else with Guerrero and prove to Bill Belichick, hey, I was the reason, wasn't you? Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, option two seems the most far-fetched. Look at the way he's playing right now. There's no there's no indication of any slippage to the point where... Uh, I mean, there is an indication that he's not the same quarterback. He's still a very good quarterback in the NFL. But right. I think this year, he's throwing into some windows and making some decisions and throwing interceptions and we're just not used to him. He's missing wide-open receivers in a, in a fashion that we're not used to him missing them. You think- I think there's been a small drop-off, and that's not to say that he's still not a very good quarterback in the league. I think it's more... Uh, more likely that he wants to prove a point that it's me. That's who. Who put this thing together? Me. That's right. who, right? Yes. yes. And if he does that, to gods. To me, in my mind, there's only one destination where you hammer that point harder than anywhere else. Oh, don't you dare say. The Dolphins. Oh, yeah. No, not the Dolphins. You know where. Mm-hmm. got to take yeah. that four-hour drive down 95. Yeah. <laughs> right over to MetLife Stadium. Uh-huh. Don't do this to me. And sign... <laughs> Sign with, with the a New York, York Giants. Giants. <laughs> what? I, I do believe there's something here because if you believe all the reports, right? It was Kraft who wanted to keep Belichick. It was right. Belichick who wanted to move on and go with Garoppolo. Maybe Jacoby Brissett, and and now he's got no quarterbacks. And so Brady's like, listen, I'm going to leave Belichick with nothing, and I'm going to go somewhere else, and I'm going to win with Guerrero and maybe Gronk.
Look, you guys want to say the Jets, that's fine. I'm thinking Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. No, no. Now, how great would it be to take a team that's always 8-8 eight and eight and make them a Super Bowl champion? Not as With, a, with Gronk, by the way. Not as great as taking a team that's going to be 1-15 and 15 and turning them into. <laughs> that's when you really drop them on the table and say, measure them. Yeah, but not yeah. even Tom Brady could do that. Really? I don't think so, So man. if we should get Greeny on the line and ask him, <laughs> if Tom Brady came to the Jets and got Gronk to come out of retirement and join him, would the Jets win the Super Bowl? Oh, we'll have to wait and see. Who knows what Tom Brady's future holds, but I do know it's a Hawkman Hump Day, so we're hearing from Hawkman and Crowder next on the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show is back, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Remember, Jimmy Butler not playing tonight due to personal reasons, but we are keeping it playful with the Huckman and Crowder Show, because after all, it is a Huckman hump day, getting you over the hump with some Huckman and Crowder. So without any further ado, here they are with a heat montage, talking about Barkley, thinking Hero could be Rookie of the Year, Dion Waiters, uh, Catahoula Eyes, and some headlines from Solana. I feel that I owe the franchise and the city is to put the most competitive team on the court that we can and one that will compete for championships. This stuff is hard and you got to stay together if you got the guts and you don't find the first door and run out of it. It's the culture that I hear about all the time. The work that you put in every single day. We want to win, we want to win big. That's it. The winning habits, the winning ways. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? You know, I'm part of a new organization now, a new team, and, you know, speaking to the culture, I, I feel it. If you got the guts. But, I mean, when I keep hearing about this culture, I was like, I, I need that in my life. It's like our old quote, you know, character isn't made in a bed of roses and sunshine. Like steel, it's it's forced in fire in between a, a hammer and an anvil. Right now, we're between the hammer and the anvil. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? God bless you all. God bless the Miami Heat. Butler rotates over to the left side. Alley-oop back door. There's Butler with a two-hand jam as he got away from Jawante Murray and just slammed it home. It's the culture that I hear about all the time. Nun-Nun goes in, throws it up top. Three on the way, and guess who? Yes, indeed. Wonder Boy is his nickname. Tyler Hero hits a three for the Heat. Let's guys know you got to go at him. Don't back down from him. Tyler doesn't. I love that kid. He's a player, man. He's going to be big for us. Nun. Drives left, none goes in. Alley inside, bam, with a two-hand jam. What a beautiful dish by Miami. Stragic with Winslow. Alley Winslow, two-hand jam on the alley from Dragon to Justice Winslow. The physicality that Bam brought uh, Jimmy and Justice was unique. I mean, they're rugged physical players, and I think they feed off of each other's ruggedness. We want to win, we want to win big. That's it. If you got the guts... So here are 10 players the Dolphins could end up trading, according to Safiz no, Dean. No, oh, I'm just teasing you! No, I'm just teasing you! You know what to do! Look at Solana. He's never been more excited for a heat season since the big three. We don't scream, hey, we scream, heat! That was cute. They do that. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
You thought we just hit that on the I was like, wow, that was choreographing. Oh, that was well done, Solana. I'm, I'm excited. I have been excited. I'm wearing a heat uh, sweatshirt today. Like, I'm I'm ready for tonight. And I know Solana is. He's got his super extra tight pants and shirt on. So, come on, Heat fans. Sing it with me. <laughs> extra moose on the man bun. Yeah. Heat. Heat. Opening night. This is fun. Opening night for the Miami Heat. We will talk plenty of heat today. NBA season opened last night. Charles Barkley has predicted Tyler Hero to win Rookie of the Year. (laughs) Is it a celebration when Chuck agrees with No, no, Chuck's an idiot. And I say that that with, like, all due respect because I love Charles Barkley. He's one of my favorite TV, like, athlete-turned-TV personalities – I think he's great. He has no filter, and not only does he have no filter, sometimes he just talks nonsense. Mm -hmm. But that's fine. I like guys that'll say, like, it's very easy to say it'll be Zion Williamson. It's very easy to say, who, Ja Morant, uh, Cam Reddish. You know, like, it's there's guys it's easy to say. So he went out on the limb yesterday and said Tyler Hero is going to be Rookie of the Year. But it doesn't mean anything. If it's Doris Burke, if it's Ernie, I'm riding with them. Well, because those people actually put some thought into what they're going to say. Charles Barkley could have listened to our show and been like, hey, man, that's a lot of dude. Really sounds like he knows what he's talking about. A hundred percent. You're goofing around. That's kind of where I think he formulates his opinions. Again, with all due respect, guy's a Hall of Famer. Like, there's, in fact, uh, it was funny yesterday. Shaq was trolling him with the number of rings that were on the set because D Wade was there and Ken. And, uh, and so they're like adding up all their. He's like, D Wade, how many rings you got? Three or four? He's like, oh, three. Add them all up. And Charles just sitting there. And he knows what Shaq is doing there. Really funny. Very funny. But yeah, Barkley uh, predicts Tyler Hero will win rookie of the year, which must have been like for you watching porn last night, Solana, because. I mean, we torched him when he suggested people were saying that. People. And people are saying it now. They are. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but people are saying it's it. It's why my jeans are so tight. I had to wash them last <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I saw him when I walked in today. And that I was go, a funny uh, joke, man. Well, yeah. and I saw stop, and get, stop and give Solana some respect. Well, it kind of played off what I did to him when I walked in. I walked in, I saw him, and I said, hey, man, what happened to your, uh, what happened to your house? He's like, what? I said, the, the dryer broke or something? Why does all your clothes get shrunk? And uh, and he's like, man. And I, go, I reeled you in. Just reeled you in. Now, yeah, a little comeback for me there. So you stealing jokes again. No, I didn't steal we, any jokes. We, we steal- told you about this stealing jokes thing, man. He kind of jumped off it for his, own, uh, <laughs> for his own benefit. Yeah, so I got some NBA stuff from last night. I went to the uh, went to the Panthers game last night, stayed for that. It happened to be a very good win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Dan Marino was there. Dan Marino on a Tuesday. Now, I'm sure he was rooting for Pittsburgh, right? Because oh, he's, yeah. he's a Pittsburgh he's guy. There. But, um, yeah, he was there last night, which was so random on a Tuesday night at a Panthers game. Because my buddy, one of the buddies that I was with, recognized Lewis Brinson. And so I was like, wow, okay, I'm still the most famous person at this Panthers game, right? <laughs> I think I'm more famous than Lewis Brinson. <laughs> Just based on the look on your face when I said Lewis Brinson was there. I think I'm more, and then uh, and then they showed Dan Marino on the big board. I went, damn it! <laughs> Dan got you by one or two steps. Yeah, few. Uh, let me give away the uh, code word for this hour. Time for your chance to win Channing's Change. The word this hour is radio. Radio. What do you think of when I say radio? 
Cuba Gooding Jr. falling right. out of that little shell. First thing that, that pops into anyone's, him. anyone's head when they think of radio is Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> See the impersonation <laughs> Channing's doing. With that white man, but why did they make that big ass tooth pop out of his mouth? Because he was playing radio. Like you don't have to like that. Yes, you do. No, yes, you, you don't. Do. Yes, you do. Hawk, you gotta have bad teeth. You want you want him to look like a stud. Yeah, man. Have a sexy radio. Who would be a better kicker for the Hurricanes, Turner Davidson or radio? Boy, you can go from hero to goat. You can go from hero to punchline in one week. So fast. It's a microwave society. Turner Davidson looking ass. Get out of here. He's a punchline now. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, listen. Let me show you that fandom. He kicked the grass before the ball, and you're a kicker. I mean, you're you're opening yourself up to a little bit of criticism, no? How did you kick the grass before the ball? <laughs> How did you put the beans before the frame? <laughs> Don Bailey Jr. is going to join us today, usually on Thursdays, but he's traveling tomorrow. We have a ton of stuff to get to. When I say a ton of stuff to get to, a ton of stuff to get to. Let's do uh, headlines real quick here first with Alejandro Miami Heat fans. Solana. The Miami Heat play their first game tonight, guys. Not sure if you knew. Very excited. I really am. I always say there's a you know a couple sports nights during the year that are get home if you're not going. Plant yourself in front of the TV. You got the frosty, ice cold Coca-Cola working, and you uh, you sit back and relax. And this is this is one of those nights where you wake up and you're like, yeah, I know where I'm going to be 7:30 tonight. I will be in front of my TV watching. And I'm guessing you're going to be there. Are you I going, will be there. Are yes. you going to the game? No, but I have my first daddy opening night story because my son asked me last night. I let him stay up and watch a little bit of LeBron because for some reason this damn kid loves LeBron. He has his shoes and stuff. So then he was like, with the Heat play, I said, no, they play tomorrow. It's their first game? I said, yeah. So we can we watch it? So this is the first time he That'll asked to watch great. it. Yeah, so I'm excited about it. That'll tonight. be fun. Yeah, I'm this gonna let is him where, drink some beer, maybe. This is where fandom starts. I don't huh? endorse that. What but happened? You do what you gotta do. Uh what else you got, Solana? <laughs> Just a quick injury update on tonight's game. This is big. UD with a wrist injury, has participated in the team shoot around today, but he's been ruled out tonight, guys. Oh yeah. man. So close. Man. Also, no Dion Waiters and James Johnson. But speaking of Dion Waiters, I don't know if you've been following. Like we've we've mentioned it before, but been following his Instagram activity. You see the screenshots all over Instagram and and, and Twitter. So once again, people are questioning his loyalty to the team and whether or not he's accepting the role of being a six man, his ego getting in place. He responds yesterday on Instagram to multiple people. It's not his ego and it's not about coming off the bench. He doesn't mind that, but he says, quote, I've been seeing the writing on the wall. Well, I I, I saw a report just yesterday that said they'd spent the, the entire last year trying to trade him yes like to see the writing on the wall like he's obviously if they're banding about his name in trade rumors and he's heard it then yes he sees the writing on the wall but that's not different than players throughout the NBA or any sport like that's just something you deal with it doesn't you know it doesn't mean that uh that they don't love you if you need to feel loved it doesn't mean that you're not part of the team but it's a business, and he's not out there playing all-star basketball. Let's be honest about it. No. So I don't know. Like if he's begrudging them because they've tried to to put him into some of their trade talks, like that's I feel like that's kind of on him. I think Dion Waiters needs to come to the conclusion that he's not Wade, he's not LeBron, he's not KD, he's not Kawhi. People aren't going to just love you and right. thrive to have you on their team. You know who he is, and I love I love this guy, Danny Green. Did you watch him last night? Danny Green is a monster. 
you know who you know who took the uh, the final shot in uh, in regulation? Did you see who it was? It was it was our guy, um, not Fred Van Vliet. Who's the uh, Fred Van Vliet went off? I know. Who's the other guy that we? Norman oh, Powell. Norman. Norman Powell, I think, took Norman. the last shot in regulation. Stop shooting the ball. Was that the worst play of all time? Literally, oh the God. worst was play so bad. of all time. You have six so seconds bad. left. He just went ISO, took a fifty-four foot Norman jumper. Norman Powell. Remember who he's talking about going ISO on this? <laughs> Norman Powell. It was crazy. LeBron had Norman Powell took advantage of more ISOs than LeBron did. But you remember uh, last season when Magic Johnson was the president of the Lakers. Remember they were working on that trade. Who was it? Was it for AD? I can't remember what it was. Remember, and he he, he was talking. You know, uh, Lonzo Ball's name was in the the trade. Kyle Kuzma's name had come up, and Magic Johnson did this thing. Hey, they're all professionals. They know that this is part of the sport or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if that's honestly something that's bothering Dion Waiters, like he kind of needs to have a little you know, come to Jesus meeting with himself where you go, well, wait a second. Again, like I said, it's not like he's a perennial all-star. I don't know if he's ever been an all-star, has never, he? Never. Yeah, he's never lived up to what his potential was supposed to be. Does he ever, or does he have a chance? I would say no, I'm just asking. He'll never get a team given to him. No, Dude, no. You're never going to be a next. Those days are so far gone. And, and he, he was never close to but that. But he kind of wanted it this season, I think, right? Next to Jimmy Butler, it was going to be like Jimmy Butler, Dion Waiters, like, and then he found out, like, I'm the sixth guy, and then he puts it together. Oh, they've been also trying to trade me, and maybe they don't look at me as 1A to Jimmy Butler's 1, but that can't be a shock. You can't. Like, Pat can't call that man in and explain this to him. You I know think, what I'm saying? Like, I Pat, think Pat's Pat done. Can get, he can get I a, think Pat's done with the nonsense but, that he's that he's dealt with. I think it's one of the reasons that maybe he would want to get rid of a Deion Waiters. Like, he dealt with the nonsense of us on Whiteside, and he's, he's just, like, done with this stuff, I think. Yeah, and that's what – you know what? The one thing that I did learn – as I started covering NBA and talking about it daily, is that that um, personality, emotional management, is way bigger in the NBA than any, any other sport. I guess so, because there's so many guys on a football team, like, you just can't do that anyway. You upset? Okay, go sit your ass down. Right. Like, yeah, next up, let's go. Like, but the NBA players, like, you've got 15 guys, maybe 12 of them are making multi-million dollars. Like, yeah, that's part of what comes with it. Yeah. And you're seeing, honestly, you're seeing a little more now, like, Jalen Ramsey just did it. My back's hurt, my back's hurt. Then he gets player of the game. I'm like some guys are doing it, but in the NBA, it just seems like you have to coddle these dudes. Dion, sit down with somebody. He can make a lot of money being a sixth man. Oh my goodness! My dude, Lou Williams, last night got off. Lou Williams off the bench. got off, and Dion Waiters, like you said a couple days ago, could be one of the best six men that you'd ever seen because he could come in. He, if he's on, he can light it up. Like you, like you. I mean, you saw. Yes. Lakers bench has depth problems. Like you saw that last mm-hmm. night. You have a good six man coming off the bench. All right, I want to get to. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to. Uh, what else you got in the headline, Solana? Jim Harbaugh is refuting reports of an NFL interest leaving Michigan. You know, the all the rumors that are surrounding his uh, departure. I, I mean, has he been so great at Michigan oh, that, uh, I mean, Awful. I don't understand that. What else? Also, tonight, game two of the World Series, you have uh, not Bryce Harper leading that oh, series. You are riding him, One man. to nothing over Jose Altuve. That's at 8.07. Last night was 8.08. Tonight, 8.07. All Seriously, right. still no, questionable. I appreciate no, you. Uh, it's some hell of five pitchers pitching tonight. I heard it on the way in. I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's Verlander and Yeah, no, nah, it's some 
And uh, have, no, it's Verlander and uh, Nolan Sh- Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Shay, I, uh, no. Shay, Shay, the, no, it's not Scherzer. The colorful, colorful eye boy. I it's, love him. It's not Scherzer. It's have Strasburg. You seen that we got Jaundice. Strasburg. Is that who's the guy that has the cat- Jaundice? Strasburg, right? <laughs> no, they have Catahoula eyes. Catahoula. Catahoula. The Catahoula. You know what a Catahoula dog is? Uh-uh. The one, the dog with the blue and the brown eye. One, one, two different color eyes. You're saying it wrong. Chihuahua. Catahoula. Catahoula dog. <laughs> it's yeah. a pitcher that got Catahoula eyes. All right, if you say so. <laughs> Don't try me with this. Is that a pitch? That's like a that's like a slider. Throw the Catahoula. You guys, eyes. I'm gonna hit him today, Salon. I see he came sassy. <laughs> and finally, today's National Slap Your Annoying Coworker Day. What? Crowder, come back here. Yeah. <laughs> What? That is how you officially get over the hump. Hawkman, Hump Day, Hawk and Crowder. Of course, you can hear them right here on this radio station weekdays from 3 to 6. The big news, Jimmy Butler not playing tonight in the opener for the Heat against the Memphis Grizzlies. Of course, my man Zion Williamson not playing for the Pelicans for the first couple of weeks. Charles Barkley kind of blamed his weight. Let's hear that. I don't think he can play at that weight long extended periods of time at 285. I, I just don't believe that. Like, I don't know what his perfect weight is, but he, he's going to have to bring in some professionals, get weighed. How long did it take you to, to shed those pounds? A, about three months. Wow, that much? Yeah, about three months. I, I, so your optimal playing weight, Chuck, was? Was 250. All right. But I, I, was, I, I was, first I wasn't explosive as him, but I led the SEC in rebound in three years at 300 pounds. Uh, but when I got to the NBA, you like I say, I just he needs to get a personal trainer to say what's the optimum weight for him because he doesn't look fat at all. So my man Zion Williamson not playing, my other man Jimmy Butler not playing. We need a hero. <gasps> Luckily, we have Tyler Hero, who Charles Barkley recently said he thinks will be Rookie of the Year. Maybe he'll go off tonight and start that campaign. I'm getting out to the American Airlines Arena. If you see me, we'll have a beer. We'll cheer on the heat and have some fun. Alejandro Solana, executive producer of the Hawkman and Crowder Show, is supposed to also be going out there. So look for us. Good times. We're going to find that hero tonight. Of course, if you want to download the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you can also go to our website, wqam.com. I am Dan Day, and this is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.